Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Welcome back to Talks on the Dock. We are sitting in Caitlin's apartment like we always are, mm-hmm. um, drinking wine this time. White wine. White wine. It's not normal for me, but it's delicious. Yes. Um, it's my fave. But last time we had that cool cocktail, this time just some mm, white wine. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so we just figured, we'd been wanting to do this topic for a while, and so we figured, you know, it's time, mm-hmm. and it's about fighting. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fighting yeah. as teenagers with our parents, as young women with each other, as adults with our partners present and past present and past and future mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully yes. same as present uh-huh. um and just how it can go really well or how it can go really terribly yeah and what we've kind of learned our fighting styles the good the bad the what ugly. we're still working <laughs> the ugly the ugly what we're still working on um, yeah. We talk about this a lot, mm-hmm. I feel like. So this is, this is going to be a good, a good one. <laughs> but first I want to hear your high and low of the week. Okay. Um, well my high, I think is kind of just like this whole month. It's my birthday month mm-hmm. <laughs> and Thanksgiving. Like I love, I love that my, this is so selfish, been so self-indulgent, but I love that my birthday's in November. <laughs> Because it's, like, right before the holiday season, so I always feel like my birthday is, like, a kickoff to, like, my favorite time of year, Mm -hmm. and my grandpa's birthday is a week before mine, we're super close, my mom's birthday is two weeks after mine, we're very close, then Thanksgiving, and then, you know, Christmas and all of the things, so it's, it just feels like a really exciting time of year, so that's kind of, like, my high, um, Yeah, and my low is that I um, went and got my car serviced. So mm-hmm. I like I'm in the end of my master's semester, just the first semester of going back to school. We're wrapping up with like finals and group projects and papers and all this stuff, and it's been really stressful. And I've had a million other things I feel like happen, and we're living in a pandemic and mm-hmm. whatever. And so I chose this. My car needed an oil change. <laughs> and I also got a recall notice on, oh. like, some emissions whatever thing. Oh. So I was like, cool, I need to get my car in. Um, and so I was Googling at work, and there was this um, Chevy dealership in Kansas City who would, like, come pick up your car work on it, and then bring it back for you, like, at yeah. work or at home or whatever. Love you know, it. you've done that. Yeah, with the Audi dealership here. Yes. Yeah. It's really nice that they do that. It's really nice that they do that. And I was like, this is perfect. I don't have time after work at all to do this. Like, that's great. So I do that. They take my car. The guy is super sweet, super nice. They work on it. It took, like, 
all day, which I thought was kind of weird for yeah. an oil change and a recall, which in the recall notice said it was going to take 20 minutes. Like, I didn't really quite understand, but whatever. I guess, like, if you're going to, like, take my car, then you can probably, like, we're going to service the people who, like, show up True, it's first. the bottom of the list. Yeah, whatever. So then I get a call from the, um, I don't even know what his role is. Some guy, some rep who works there, he was, like, my contact person. Mm-hmm. And he, like, called me when the oil change was done and, like, all this stuff and um, was like, yeah, we're going to be sending your car back soon. But um, your key fell out of the fob. <laughs> He said, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) And he was like, so my key is one of those when you push the button and, like, the key, like, kind of flicks out. Like a a little, like, yeah. And um, so he was like, yeah, it was really loose. And the technician, when he was pulling, uh, he just, like, took the key out of the ignition and the key just fell out. Oh, did it? Yeah. So he um, glued it. And Thanks. taped it and told Redneck. me told me to be really careful. No. Did not offer to fix it, did not offer to pay for it, told me to be really careful. Bye. And I was already waiting at work for an extra hour waiting for <laughs> I would have come and that. got you. No, I mean like I get off work at like between three and four in the afternoon. So it was Still. like not that big of a deal. Stupid. But I was like the only reason I use these people was because of the valet service, so I didn't have to wait at a car dealership that I could do this in while I was working. <laughs> and then you broke my shit. So I was, like, in the heat of, like, I just want to go home. Like, I have shit to do. Like, I cannot, whatever. So I was, like, okay, like, can you just bring my car back? Like, I will deal with that later. Thanks for breaking it. Thank you for breaking it. So then I tell my boyfriend he's livid. I tell my parents they're livid. My mom was literally, like, you are more assertive than this. You need to get on the phone with them. So I'm at a winery with my parents. (sighs) That's right. Okay. I'm calling a dealership a little bit tipsy, like, listen, they of course don't answer, it's a Saturday. You left a message. I left two voicemails <laughs> <laughs> telling them how upset I was and how they needed to pay for it because I didn't break it. I didn't break my key. I'm not hard on my stuff. I've had that car for a year. It was a new key when I bought the car. Yeah, There's bye. no way, like, there. what? I would have noticed if it was loose. Like, you guys are mechanics. You're probably hard on stuff. Like, yeah. So I called him back and left him voicemails and was like, this is unacceptable. I've had time to think about this. I'm totally rambling with no, this story. No, I just want to make sure it's still going. But I, like. Yeah, hurry the hell up. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. No. But, like, there's, I was so, I was pissed. Because, like, normally I wouldn't have been so, like okay, cool, like, whatever, yeah, sure, I'll be careful. I was just so in the heat of the day, like, I've been working all day, it's, like, so I'm stressed out with finals and stuff right now. Anyway, I don't have time to deal with this. Like, just bring my car back. Like, I don't even care. And then I get my key, and it's scotch-taped, and, like, I'm pulling on the key, and it's (laughs) loose. Like, he absolutely, like, glued it in there. Like, but it's loose, like, be careful. I thought that was the most condescending thing. And I was literally, like, I told... 
Justin, I told my parents, like, if I was a man, they would not have just handed me back a scotch tape tea. Key. Oh, my god! Like, they... So, I called them, left this guy several voicemails saying, <laughs> this is unacceptable, and you're replacing my key. Mm-hmm. It was not broken when I handed it to you. You handed it back to me, glued and <laughs> scotch taped. This is unacceptable. Looking a mess. And you're a dealership. This is not some run-of-the-mill mechanic. You are a Chevrolet dealership. I cannot believe that you would want that out there as your, like, method of service for your customers. That's ridiculous. We break your shit, and then we bring it back to you. Literally. So he called me, and I'm, of course, at work again. And so he left a voicemail and was like, so... We are prepared if you buy a new key, which is going to cost you about $80. Okay. We'll, we'll reprogram it to your car for free. Oh, no, bitch. So you will, you will reimburse me for buying a new key. Literally. So I contacted the Better Business Bureau and made a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> I filed a complaint. I didn't even respond. I'm like, I'm not dealing with you. And like, listening to his voicemail, he's like, Hi, Caitlin. So, like, he's this dopey little dude. Like, I don't, I don't have time to go back and forth with you about this. You are, you are purchasing me a new key. I'm not going to have it. So that's my low. Are they purchasing you a new key? I haven't heard back from them, from the Better Business Bureau. But, like, I was talking to my mom about it. And she was like, if you have so many claims against you, like, your business gets shut down. So, like, they don't want negative stuff on there. You should call them and say, I made a complaint to the Better Business Bureau. Yeah. I thought about it. I thought about it. I was so fuming that I didn't. But, like, they, the Better Business Bureau contacted me and said that they contacted the business. Oh, okay, good. I was hoping there was a follow-up here. Yeah. So, I was like, okay, cool. Like, so you've, you've received my complaint. And, like, his name is on there, the dates that I've called them, like, and left them voicemails. And, like, all of that is on the claim. I'm Boom. Not, I'm not the one to play with. Well, it's just, like, respect for other people's things as well. Yes. If I came to your home to fix your window and I broke your front door, <laughs> you would expect me to pay for that. <laughs> no, you need to be really careful with your front door. You should probably be really careful because your, After handle, I break it. your handle was really kind of jiggly. It was loose. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. You brought me into your house and you had a wiggly handle on your door. I'm be sorry. really careful. You need to be careful. And when you replace it, it's going to cost you $80. But I'm not going to help you. But I'm not going to help you. it's not my fault. It's yours. I'll install it for free, but you got to pay for it. This is not my fault. Crocs so. of baloney. Oh, my gosh. That, so, yeah I, yeah. I have to tell you that. What was your high and low of the week, buddy? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'll do my low first because it just happened. My low of the week was that Emma and I decided that, which I about had some tears in her car, but we decided that um, we needed to request a refund for our Taylor Swift tickets because Loverfest was supposed to happen in last August and it didn't get to happen and now she has a new album out and we just know it's not going to look the same. So Also to preface, Lex is like the biggest Taylor Swift fan <laughs> Seriously. 
You've been to like every one of her tours. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is not just some concert. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. This is not like when we canceled Mandy Moore. Sorry, she's she is relevant and she's great. She's but, fabulous. But this is, and still waiting on that refund. But uh, oh yeah. Um. But yeah, this is this is this is a big deal. Yeah. So we decided we went and shopped for some Christmas stuff today, and we were Fun. talking about it. Yeah. I can't wait to decorate. <laughs> Um, but we just thought maybe it was best that we request a refund. So yeah. it's going to be a nice little cushion to put back in my savings. Yeah. Um, for the high of my week, um, I know sometimes plastic surgery has <laughs> such a stigma and whatever, we're breaking needs, it. Yeah. People think it needs to be a quiet thing, but I... There's something about my body that I just want to love more, and um, so I picked my breast implant sizes this week, and um, it's something I've thought a lot about, so people are not going to change my mind. Um, yeah. And... Has anybody tried to? Yeah. Oh. No one in my family has been so supportive. Yeah. And, you, like, everyone, but just people who ask me about it, they've, mm. like, <laughs> they've just want to tell me all the negative things and I'm like trust me I we, I know I was in that appointment like yeah. he was very thorough yes. with everything that could go wrong yes oh and my gosh Dr. Prez plug for him he's fabulous he's fabulous and yeah I've researched it and I've thought about it for years mm-hmm. and it's just something it's not that I don't love my body but it's something that I yeah want to love more to feel more confident in my own skin and that's okay and absolutely I'm a grown woman and I can you have the finances to do so. Yeah. I say go for it. Yeah, so picked my implant sizes, and my mom's going to come up, I told you, and mm-hmm. um, hang out with me during that time, three weeks from today. and That's so crazy. I it's know. been on my calendar for so long. I cannot believe that in three weeks you'll have new boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. You and my mom have, and and Kyle, but you and my mom have been like the biggest supporters. So I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited too. We're all about self love and you know that like confidence aspect, and I think, like, I, I mean, think, it, yeah, it's not gonna be a secret. Like, obviously, that's the thing too. It's like when people get major plastic surgery like a nose job or a breast implants or mm-hmm. you know something that you're majorly changing about yourself it's like well, obviously people are gonna realize yeah like everyone's seen me mm-hmm. they're gonna know I didn't grow those on my own <laughs> in like a week <laughs> yeah so it's 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 not something that I I I am sure that some would wish that I kept it a secret, but it's it's not a secret. It's, it's not my natural body, and that's okay. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Hell, like, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? You're a strong, independent woman. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. This is perfect. Okay. Segue. So, my mom, for my birthday, gave me this book that is called Break Your Glass Slippers by Amanda Lovelace, and it is poems that are empowering, and if you have a daughter, if you have a sister, if you have a cousin, if you have a niece, if you have a grandma, buy them this book, because it is so empowering, and it's poems, and so we found some that kind of pertain to arguments and choosing yourself, and 
this one particularly goes to that, what we were just speaking about, and it says, I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's okay if someone doesn't like you. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. Some kinds of magic just don't call to each other. Love it. I love it so much. Yeah. It's like we can we can disagree. It's like that one little picture that keeps popping up on Instagram that's like, we can disagree and still be friends. And it's like, yeah, bitch, but not about racism. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, we can disagree about plastic surgery, but, like, it's my body. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's okay. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. Fighting. 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 Let's talk about it. Yeah, do we do we want to talk about like let's talk about it. So, <laughs> do we want to talk about fighting or do we want to talk about fighting? <laughs> also fighting? <laughs> also fighting. I think um we should start with our fight. Cool. Oh god. Yeah, because we've been friends for a very long time as we have well established on this podcast. We have not fought Re- I mean, I we've had one major argument, and yeah. that was it. I don't remember any others. Me neither. Honestly. And I think a lot of that comes from respect for each other, yeah. and we have very similar views of the world, so there's not a lot of things that we disagree on anyway. Yeah. But this particular argument was about a boy, which was really unfortunate, looking back. That it was. But it was classic because it was like, it was like the classic, I think he's the one, he's not right for you. Oh yeah, where was that poem? Type of There is fight. a poem in here that said that, shoot. And I had it and I, yeah, exactly. He's not right for you. Keep talking, I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, so basically it was, I mean... Tell about, talk us about your experience with this argument. So, this, this argument was kind of a long time coming because I think it was like years... Wait, how long was that relationship? Oh, a long time. We started dating um, when I was 12. We <laughs> broke up when I was eight, uh, 19. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a long relationship. It's so funny to look back on that and be like, oh, we're dating and we're 12. Literally, like, God. that's not dating. Okay, all. so when it was like serious yeah. and it was college. Like, yeah. So this, this fight kind of started to happen in mm-hmm. high school, but we never had the fight until college. So mm-hmm. I think the feelings started in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was like. For both of us, truly. Yeah. But I just didn't want to admit it. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you could tell it was driving a wedge in our friendship a little bit. Like, we didn't go to a dance. We didn't go to prom together. That's right. We didn't go to senior prom together. Because. Because of. I didn't like him. Mm-hmm. I. It's not that I didn't like him. He's a great person. I didn't like you together. Yeah. And I just couldn't tell what I thought was off mm-hmm. about the situation. And so we didn't go to prom together because, mm-hmm. and it it wasn't like we were in a in an actual fight at that time. It was just no, like I don't like him. Yeah, and I don't remember it being that big of a deal. 
yeah, we, I just remembered because we met up at the dance and that was sad. Yeah. But yeah, so then yeah, we went to college and I went to KU, you went to AMDA, so. And he went to KU. And he went to KU as well. So, you know, you were in a different state. He and I were at the same school. Obviously, KU's a big school. I happened to hear some stuff from from people who would never have known that I knew him when they brought this situation up to me. Sure. They brought it up to us like, oh my gosh, my friend met this amazing guy. Mm. So that, I mean, whether or not what happened happened, whatever, it drove a wedge between us because I called you and I was like, I heard this and I made sure I had all the details that I could. I was like, I was ret like when I go in for an argument, I find when, when I like know that I am like fighting for someone that I care about, Mm -hmm. I'm going to find all of the info. Yeah. So I had any argument you could come up with. I had an answer to already. Mm -hmm. Like, you were like, oh, but this, like, we were on the phone. I'm like, no, but earlier. Or, like, you know, just that type of thing. And so I can't even remember if you were, like... I remember what I said. What did you say? I said, well, I'm I'm going to have to talk to him about it. And I, re- and I remember you being like, babe, like, it happened. And I was like, okay, but I, like, I can't... I think the whole thing was, like, I was, like, I'm not just going to take your word for it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have this conversation with him. And I think that's what kind of set the tone for, like, seriously. Like, I'm coming to you as a friend because I love you and I care about you. And he's cheating on you. And you're going to go talk to him about it (laughs) instead of just taking my word for it as a friend and someone who loves you. Like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I've been dating this guy for, like, my whole life. Like, what do you Since I was, like, like basically <laughs> in diapers. <laughs> and I remember bringing it to him, and he, of course, denied it refutably. And we obviously did not last much longer after that because it then drove a wedge into that relationship. Rightfully so, because... I'm sure he was. We were states away from each other and having completely different experiences. And I think there was a part of that. We knew we weren't going to be together for forever. Mm -hmm. We were just holding on to something that was done and weren't ready to let go. And I, yeah. So that was, that was our fight. That was a big fight. I thought our friendship was going to end a little bit because I was like, God damn it. She's going to marry this guy and I don't yeah. He's not it and then I like it was like I made a post on Facebook or something. Mm. I can't even remember what the post actually was, but it was like and it hurts the most when it's over and done or something because I was Facebook queen. And um <laughs> then you text me you're like over and done our friendship's not over, like, is it? <laughs> right. And I was like, well, I don't know, is it? Like, you haven't talked to me in days. Mm-hmm. Don't respond to me. Licking my wounds. Licking my wounds, I yeah. Was, I was hurt. I mean, not from you, obviously. It's not fun to get that phone call. And, yeah. to, you know, obviously, whatever, all those stupid things that go with it. But, it. so, yeah, so I found the poem 
that says, he's bad for you. Best friend looking out for her. He's the best thing to ever happen to me. Her protecting him again. Fairy Godmother says, if they make it easy to lie about them to everyone around you, then that means something is very, very wrong. Don't ignore red flags. They're the universe's way of protecting you. So crazy. It is. I feel like a lot of people fight over red flags. They do. There's that, I showed you that post on Instagram that this artist, it's freaking fantastic. <gasps> yeah. It's this guy covered in red, little tiny red flags. And there he's at a bar with this girl. They're sitting at the bar having a drink. And the quote bubble from her is like, what color is that? Is that like a fuchsia or like a hot, like maroon or something? And it's like, <laughs> bitch, they're red flags. Like, obviously, like, why are you making excuses? <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. It's so, it's so true, though. Why do we do that? I don't know. That's a whole other podcast. That is. Why we make excuses for poor behavior. Oh, so that's Woof. our fight. Yeah. So we we wanted to talk all about like growing and how to fight and like kind of talk about what our fighting styles used to be and what we tried to evolve them into. Mm-hmm. And especially like with our current partners, I feel like mm-hmm. we've really tried. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we like dissect our fights that we've had with each other and we don't necessarily like talk about the content of the fight. Yeah, but it's just more like, about the feeling. Yeah. And so we just felt like, oh, maybe we should talk about this because mm-hmm. it's something that's hard and yucky and doesn't feel good. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I know that um, I've definitely had very different fighting styles with boyfriends based off of them mm-hmm. and their fighting style. Yeah. And I've felt in relationships very not heard and Mm -hmm. so I take the more complacent quiet role yeah I've also then come out of that complacent place and then gone the total opposite where my opinion is going to rule all yeah because I wasn't heard and so now I have to be heard 10 times harder Mm -hmm. that's also toxic yeah (laughs) and then now I'm in this place where it's it's a healthy level of I am being heard and he is being heard that doesn't n- always match we always I mean you know we have to compromise and like figure out how to love each other the best but it's it's been a journey to kind of figure out how to do that yeah yeah I feel like in the past my main it seems like the main types of fights I had were I voice a concern. Mm-hmm. The other person just, like, lays down and is like, you're right, you're right, you're exactly. right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. And so... Catering. Yeah, just catering to me. And mm-hmm. so, and not wanting to fight. And while that is okay, it's like, fighting also builds a relationship in, like, mm-hmm. healthy fighting builds a relationship in the right way, I feel like. Yeah. And so if there's never any fighting, that's a red flag. Totally. And so I found myself in my relationship with Kyle, like, even now, I find myself over-explaining if he'll be like, 
yeah, I agree with you. I'll be like, but do you agree <laughs> with me? Like, this is why I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. And he will respond and be like, yes, Lexi, you've said that so many times. Yes, I get, I, it. I, I right. get it. And I actually do agree with you. And if right. I didn't, I would tell you. Right. Which he does. Mm-hmm. And we've learned to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, a long road, but we've learned to fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I feel like I was so scared of the past of just having somebody lay down and die for my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's not always right. The right and thing. And it, I know that. Yeah. It's not healthy. No. Because then they end up, I've been both of those parties. I've been the lay down and die, and I've also been the person who's had the lay down and die. Mm-hmm. And neither of them is satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> it's not sustainable. Uh, one, both of you are going to end up resenting because you're not really being heard. Or if you are being, all of your needs are quote unquote being met. Mm-hmm then it's like, I just need you to fight with me about this. Like, do you not yeah. care? Yeah. Like, why am why do I always have to, you know? Mm-hmm. There's that, like, pull from that, too. Yeah, absolutely. But, I like, what I really appreciate about Justin is, like, at the beginning of our relationship, we kind of, like, we're older. We've both been through serious relationships, been through toxic fighting and we wanted to kind of like say okay like what is our fighting style going to be like before we even had a fight which was kind of like (laughs) funny maybe that's the (laughs) impending therapist in you maybe like so how do you fight like what is that (laughs) like it was really like this curiosity it was really strange and it was funny and it was a really fun conversation to have And then we got into our first fight and all of that went out the window. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As it does. But I think, I don't know, what are some of your, like, things that you and Kyle do now that are, like, really healthy? Like, things that you want to continue as you're, like, entering, like, married life? Well, um, anyone, obviously who knows our relationship knows that in the beginning we did not know how to fight with each other. Mm -hmm. It was very unhealthy and not, not, I wouldn't even say very unhealthy, but very just like, I'm done talking about this. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't function that way. Mm -hmm. Um, like you and I talked about before, like I, I need to talk it out. Yeah, me we, too. No matter how late we yep. stay up, I need to, I need to get it I out. I need resolution. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not like, oh, let's go to bed and talk about this. I can't do that. Um, so, I, you know, we started basically saying like, okay, if you leave, then this relationship isn't important to you. Mm. And mm-hmm. so then we kind of started figuring out like, you know, okay, if you raise your voice at me, I'm going to stop responding Mm, mm -hmm. to you. Or, okay, um, if you don't let me talk, when it's my turn to talk, why should I listen to you? And so I think it was, like, we almost had to, like, I I just remember, like, something that we really worked so hard on in the first, like, year and a half was just, okay, how do we fight effectively with each other? Because... Mm -hmm. 
Kyle knows this about himself, but in, in that time, he was, like, a super hothead. Mm. Like, he could, he would just get heated and mad and, mm-hmm. like, want to say what he says, get mad at me, and then be over it. And mm-hmm. I can't, I can't do that. I, I need someone to stay calm with me. Mm-hmm. I need you to, like, have a two-person dialect, mm-hmm. you know, back and forth, um, mm-hmm. say how you're feeling, stay calm with me, because the second you start to show that you're, like gonna raise your voice at me or you're like changing how you're talking to me I'm gonna shut down yeah so I think it was really just figuring that out and so now it's like okay I I mean I noticed in our last fight he was like okay if you're gonna raise your voice at me I'm gonna stop listening to you (laughs) and I was like what you're using my own like brain against me so yeah I think it's just yeah, we've really tried to deal with that. And then just, like, I, a huge thing of mine is I need to be validated in how I'm feeling, even if you don't agree with me or you're trying to make a point to me. So you can say what you want to say, but I need, to, in order for me to accept what you're saying to me, I need for you to say, like, I hear how you're feeling and I I understand and I can validate you, mm-hmm. but here's why I did what I did, or here's why I think they meant this, or here's why I responded this way, or... Yeah. Yeah, so I think just really, I don't know, fighting has become like an open dialect for us, and, us, and I used to notice my heart like would start beating really fast, and I would get, you know, red. Flushed and, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh-huh. And I think we just really try to address it in that very moment like the other night I hurt Kyle's feelings mm. and I knew I hurt his feelings and so in the past I'd be like nah it's not my fault like <laughs> and they would they would say you're right I was too sensitive or you're mm. right I took that the wrong way and so I was like okay well I know I can't be right every time mm-hmm. even though I want to be so I guess I even though I march, think I yeah, I'll march my butt down there, and I was like, I hurt your feelings, didn't I? And he's like, Yeah, you actually did. Mm-hmm. And I responded, Well, here's why I responded the way that I did. It wasn't okay, mm-hmm. but I think this is what triggered me. Yeah, and go from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's helpful to like identify like where your triggers are. Yeah, because for sure. I. Uh, and I'm a work in progress with this because I'm very assertive in like my need to feel heard as a woman mm-hmm. and like very loud about that like equality piece. Yeah. And so there have been several times where I have like felt the need to like empower myself, but like then that automatically like (laughs) bulldozes yeah and we've had that conversation and he's like okay like I get it yeah I know you're my equal like can we not have this talk (laughs) I know you're my equal (laughs) like I'm not trying to make you not my equal like I'm not that guy and I'm like okay yeah you're right you're not you're not I'm I'm projecting that Mm -hmm. because I feel that from the world or whatever but that like I was talking to my mom about this, Mm -hmm. like, over the summer, we were on a road trip, and 
I, it was a rare occasion where it was just me and my parents. So I was asking them all these marriage questions. I'm in this serious, committed relationship. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, what advice do you guys have? What has this been like for you? You've been married for over 25 years, you know, and inevitably that turned into fighting conversations because like, (laughs) I feel like that's the most advice that couples need guidance Mm -hmm. towards when things are great they're great yeah you know you obviously get along your personalities click but when things are not great that's where we need guidance and there's not a lot of like education about that yeah how to like healthy fight we learn that from our parents but that doesn't necessarily mean our parents are healthy fighters (laughs) absolutely yeah you know so um they kind of some of their my mom's advice was you have to forget about the concept of somebody winning the argument Mm -hmm. because it should always be about compromise it should always be about finding some common ground that you both see eye to eye on or that you can come to and both walk away feeling good about something yeah because otherwise then you start to keep score with each other and you won that so now I need to win this Mm -hmm. and like that was important to you and I felt like I didn't get anything so now I have to go 10 times harder even though this doesn't really mean that much to me but I can't lose yeah you know like becomes very hostile in that aspect and I feel like with all of our like therapy talk I I'm very conscious of, like, correct fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, I, absolutely. <sighs> I know. The other night, Kyle and I were having a conversation, and and most of the time, I mean, I, I will be honest, yeah, most of the time it is, I, I am a lot more conscious of it because of therapy. Mm-hmm. And so, he, I mean, we end up on the same page, but most of the time, like, if I was thinking about it in that distorted way, I'd be like, yeah, I won or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, and in those past relationships, like I had, I didn't really have to fight much. Oh, you know, it was just, he agreed with whatever. So we, we were, um, on the phone and finances are a big trigger for me. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we are trying to navigate that and, figure out how we're going to want to do that together and like what our next steps will be as we move towards marriage and stuff. And I, and my dad is a huge help with finances. Mm -hmm. Um, he's very good with money and you know, he really, he always covered the bills for our family and, Mm -hmm. or like, and did the bills at the table and made sure that, you know, all that, squared away and he and my parents were both very cognizant of just like Mm -hmm. we want to have the life that we want and we want our kids to you know have these experiences so going to therapy like I've noticed that finances are a trigger for me because I want to have sure you know I want to be good and okay and my money and everything so we were talking about that and I I called my dad because Kyle's going back to school in January Mm -hmm. and so we were talking about loans and um, Kyle was at work and so I just called my dad to get his opinion on something before we did it and when I told Kyle about it and I, I should have known um, but I'm, I'm still learning how to go about being married I don't know we're not yeah. even married yet right and um, 
he said, Lex, I, because I, I had prefaced the conversation, like, I hope you're not mad at me, but I called my dad. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about it in that sense until I said that. But then I'm like, if I'm saying this, yeah, obviously you I knew feel like something was weird. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, Lex, I'm not mad at you, but, you know, maybe just let me know you're going to call your dad. Mm-hmm. Um because it has to do with me too and like right. I'm going to be your spouse and and right. I want your dad's opinion. I respect his opinion financially, but maybe just tell me before. Mm-hmm. And I had like that little sting where I was like, "Oh, oh. yeah, he's he's right and I should have done that." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay." Um at first I had said, "Well, can you tell me like why?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Okay, well, just think about if it was Mm-hmm. roles reversed would you want me to tell you if I was calling my mom and I was like yeah I guess I guess I so yeah yeah I'd want to know um when it came to like finances yeah so yeah he but I mean he dealt with me gently and how I needed to be dealt with and just say like mm-hmm. here's the way I'm feeling and here's why I'm asking this of you mm-hmm. I was like oh okay yeah for sure I understand next time I will do that I understand yeah but I, I've just also never been given that, like, mutual respect in the past. It was always just like, oh, lay down. I'm sorry. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, stab me in the heart. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. So, yeah. Which, you know, you can't help, you know, there was no fault in that. I we just like, weren't, we just weren't the same. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost like a love language with fighting. Mm-hmm. Because you need, you have to learn what you need in a fight and we're very similar I need to be able to like calmly walk through things Mm -hmm. I don't I will get into a screaming match with you I'm not afraid of that yeah like I'm a Scorpio I will go there with you if we need to I don't want to I'm not a confrontational person I Mm -hmm. don't want to be that way but like if you push me to that place like then like, the gloves are off. Yeah. And... Once I'm there, I'm ready. Yeah. And that comes a lot from my mom, probably. She's a very fierce fighter, and she's very knowledgeable, and she's a smart fighter. Mm-hmm. And, like, so we are very similar in that way. So when we fight, it's like we clash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're... It, it, you know, and it's funny, we've talked about that a lot. Like, there were points growing up where she was like, you're not fighting with me. Like, why don't you fight back? And I'm like, because I don't win, mom. Because we fight the same way and you're my mom. I'm never going to win. Like, Isn't this that isn't... funny? You kind of, like, know how your parents fight. Yeah. I know, like, I know how to, how I can, like, fight slash have a discussion with my mom. And mm-hmm. as I'm older, mom and I are learning how to fight with each other. Yeah. But earlier on, it was like... You're like... Out in the deep end, like, of the ocean. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it was, like, we saw things totally different. We were, like, trying to get to the same mm-hmm. the same end goal, but we just were mm-hmm. seeing things so differently. But now that we're, we're both older, it's, like, she knows how to deal with my heart. I know how to deal with hers. Yeah. And we're able to, like, see yeah. eye to eye better. And we don't get in as many fights. Right. Right. Which is really nice. Which I think also like to the other topic we wanted to talk about like transitioning from kids into adults with our parents and having that different relationship with them where we're not seeking permission anymore yeah we're still 
probably seeking a lot of approval. And as we're like making these big decisions of, you know, getting married, buying houses, doing all these cool things, like, but I still need you to tell me this is okay to do. Like, I still need that validation from you. And that like transition then to like, I'll have conversations with my parents and sometimes I'll go to them and like with an issue and that I've already resolved, but I'm just talking about it. And they're like, yeah, you handled that great or whatever. Or like, I probably would have done that a little bit differently, but like you figured it out Mm -hmm. versus when I come like midst problem, Mm -hmm. like with my car key and immediately both of my parents were like, this is what you need to do. Let me get on the phone for you. All these things. And I was like, Okay, but, like, I'm an adult, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm... And, ultimately, I took, like, both of their advice and did my own thing. Mm -hmm. You know? It was, like, I appreciate the advice, and I appreciate you so much wanting to help, but, like, I'm gonna do this, like, my own way. Yeah. Because it's my car, and it's my key, and, like... I can handle it. Yeah. And I'm 27 years old. Like, if my dad is still calling the dealership for me, like, when is that ever <laughs> Then <gonna end? laughs> your point is literally invalid. It's null. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like that transition of, like, I just need, I need advice from you. I don't need permission mm-hmm. anymore. That's hard because uh, it's like you I was having this conversation with Melanie the other day it's like in so many ways we are adults and we do make these choices Mm -hmm. but then there are those things that we just don't know yeah and so when I'm calling and I'm asking Mm -hmm. what should I do it's like it's hard because like my dad and I ended up in like a higher like louder voices Mm. you know conversation and I was like I don't I don't need you to lecture me I I didn't I didn't make this decision that I'm asking because I don't know and right. so it's like <laughs> this hard transition of like yeah okay are you are you getting mad at me because you think I I was I'm gonna make the wrong decision but I haven't even made a decision yet but also I don't need your permission and yeah you know it's like that right. hard place to be of like mm-hmm. I'm trying to show you I'm adult and I'm an adult and I, I want to do the right thing. And, and I want you to think I'm doing the right I thing. I want you to think I'm doing I the right thing. Even though I came to that conclusion on my own. Yeah. Or <laughs> I literally don't know what the hell I'm doing. I have yeah. no idea. And I've never, you know, gone about being married to a spouse who is going back to school. And what do we accept for loans and blah, right. like All this, yeah. I can be as financially stable as I think I am and you want me to be, but... I don't know what the hell to do with that. So right. help me. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that constant, like, let me do my own. Help me. Let me do it on my own. Help me. Yeah. You're right. So I know. And I feel like it's only going to get worse when we have kids uh-huh. because it's going to be that time as a human being of, I can do this. It's my kid. But also what the hell am I doing? Help me. Mm-hmm. You raised kids. What am I doing? Yeah. But like, yeah. oh it's so it's so interesting it's cool to like look back and think about like how I used to get like really petty Mm -hmm. with fights Mm -hmm. and I used to like 
I think we like you similarly probably yeah like just that I just need to like get my word across and if that comes across mean I don't care because I finally got it out what I wanted to say because yeah. I held it down for so long mm-hmm. yeah yeah and now that maturity aspect of like I I want to be heard, so I'm giving you the respect of hearing you as well. Mm-hmm. And that is crazy. Like, literally, too, like, a couple months ago, you know, I'm going back to school to be a therapist, so I'm, like, all for therapy, 100 mm-hmm. million percent. And Justin came to me and was like, what would you think about, like, seeking out couples therapy? And I was like, what? Like, seriously? Like, you would be up for that? And he was like, yeah. Like, honestly, like, we come from different places, different families, whatever. Like, Uh why not, you know, put out the fires before they start? Yeah, get those conversations starting. I can't wait for Cal and I to go to premarital therapy. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I just think it's cool because there's a mediator who can bring up those things that Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you don't want to just bring up mm-hmm. on an everyday basis of like, yeah. hey, by the way, what's your childhood trauma? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, right. And like, uh, yeah, it's so true. My mom said that too. When I was asking her all those like marriage questions or whatever, she was like, it's it's easy to talk about the good things when you're in the good moments. It's yes. hard to like say like, Okay, so our last argument, I felt this. When you're having a great time <laughs> yeah. together, like, why would you want to bring up an argument, Yeah, you know? But she's like, it's actually really important for you to do that because then you can, like, talk about what you need when you're in a good place mm, versus, yeah. like, we're already heated because we disagree about something, And let me tell you, like, what I need on top of that. Yeah. That's true. You know? Yeah. So, we recently had that conversation. We, like, had an argument, and then afterwards, when we were good, we both were like, there's probably some, like, methods that we should probably talk about when we're, like, not, like, cooling down from a fight. But, like, let's revisit this. Because I love you, and I want you to feel heard and, like, good. So... Let's communicate, buddy. I know. It's <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, but I feel like it's also like there's a drive behind wanting to fight correctly when it's the right person. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think that's being one of Kyle and I's <laughs> biggest accomplishments was sure. learned how to fight with each other. I mean, realistically, you think about how much background comes with fighting. Yeah, with gosh. family dynamics and past friends and past relationships. Mm-hmm. That, like, I have admitted in this podcast the things that I brought with me. Like, yeah. I'm sure Justin has brought things with him. I'm sure Kyle and you have. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So it's like getting taking a step away from that and being like I'm not with those people I'm with you mm-hmm. now and it's us against the issue not the both of us pinned against each other trying to die on a cross for this issue yeah I think that's really important I think that's a really important note 
Yeah, I think Kyle Kyle said that before, mm. just about our fights. Like he's like, Lex, this is, which it's so funny because he learned so quickly. I don't. It's like sometimes he is. I mean, that's how it he's should be. Like one. he's teaching me. <laughs> like, hey, remember, it's you and I against the issue. It's not. Yeah. It's not like we're both fighting mm. against each other. Yeah. But... I think that's a really nice takeaway, especially in like this like political world mm-hmm. right now. It's really easy to debate and be against each other. And and I'm an instigator, 100%. <laughs> I know that I am. And I had this conversation with Justin's cousin's girlfriend the other day. We both are born in this month. And we both are like, we'll poke just to like have the difficult conversation. I want to ask the difficult con- like questions because I want to know where you stand because we're at this point in our lives like I need to know and I will poke a little too hard sometimes but what's funny is I don't feel like you ever do that to me because we agree on literally everything (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I don't know that I don't notice that about you (laughs) yeah well I'm not I'm not dating you <laughs> yeah, we have all kinds of like podcast worthy conversations that I don't notice. Yeah. It might just be like You probably with, don't like, poke at me. I don't poke at you. And I think it's more <laughs> of like like ways of like how I want to like raise children or like where I see myself living or like whatever. Yeah. You know, like big questions. From someone like you, I know how you grew up. Mm. I know what your views are on these things. Yeah. With said man, I don't know. (laughs) I I need to know. (laughs) I need to know. Oh Oh my gosh. It's good shit, man. Let's see if there's another poem for us to... I know that there were. End this amazing yes. time on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I already said that one. Reminder, this book is called Break Your Glass Slippers. Mm-hmm. And it's apparently part of a series that we will be purchasing. <laughs> we will be purchasing and gifting. So, never again will I choose a toxic partner over a well-meaning friend... Ever. <laughs> You're allowed to hold your family at arm's length. Family can be toxic. Family can be abusive. Family can belittle you and validate you or make you feel unsafe. You don't need to explain yourself to anyone who disagrees. Do what you have to do. And then the last one, which is so great and so us, is if you do it to protect your mental health, then it is not cruel nor is it selfish. Woof. Ball so good. Change. It's so good. Ball change. <laughs> Ball change. <laughs> it's like a little, you know, uh-uh. a good little like. Mm. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Really? You've never said that to me before. Oh. I wish you had. <laughs> Maybe not because it's so funny right now. Um, okay. Ball change. <laughs> Ball change. <laughs> oh, so okay, what's something you're looking forward to this week? Oh, Thanksgiving. 
Oh, shit. I'm so looking forward to Thanksgiving. I'm so looking forward. It's honestly my favorite holiday. Well, (laughs) I'm on call on Thanksgiving night, so Kyle and I are not going home. It's a weird year for holidays anyway, honestly. It's weird. Um, As long as I can eat some sort of stuffing, I'll be happy. Yeah, is that your favorite Thanksgiving food? Mm-hmm. Stuffing. Mm-hmm. I think and, are, apple, and pumpkin pie. Yeah. Pumpkin pie and I think the mashed potatoes are mine. Mm, mm-hmm. My mom puts sour cream and butter in them. Mm. Good night. Ball change. Ball change. <laughs> <laughs> See? Just like works with everything. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Well, with it being the week of Thanksgiving, we probably won't have one this week. What are you thankful for? One one thing, well, I mean, you can say more, but what's one thing that you are thankful for that 2020 brought? Hmm. Well, not to be cheesy, but this podcast. True. Because we've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah. And I think living in a pandemic has really given us the opportunity. Yes. To do it. So true. <laughs> so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the quiet and the time the pandemic has brought us and this podcast yeah what are you thankful for i am thankful for well the first thing i thought of was um a fiance heck yeah (laughs) it's a huge thing to be thankful for but then also it is it's a huge thing but then also i spiraling off of what you said like the quiet and the forced intentionality mm-hmm. that 2020 has brought, mm-hmm. um, the patience with people mm-hmm. that we have really had to work at having. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, just yeah, taking time for myself that in the past I wouldn't have done. So... I think, yeah, I'm really thankful for that, and I'm thankful for the growth that I did this year that brought growth with my family as well. 100%. I love it. This is is our second to last episode of this season. 2020. Who would have thought we'd have multiple seasons on a podcast? That it would last as long. Thunk. I want to thunk it. We're just, we're just doing it. We're doing it mainly for an outlet for ourselves. And yeah. apparently we had 19 listeners on our last one. We didn't even advertise it. Ball change. Ball change. <laughs> so that's always a plus. That is a plus. Can't complain there. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you. Go out and break your glass slippers. Yes. Just not over somebody else's head. Yes. Do something nice for yourself this week and tell people that you're thankful for them. Mm-hmm. We don't do that enough. We don't. Happy almost 2021. <laughs> ah! Okay, bye. Bye.